Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a JMIE, your 147th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And it's October and it is one of my favorite times in the year. Halloween is upon us. I love this. All the spookiness that goes on, the nice weather, the ghouls, the goblins, there's horror movies on TV. And if you follow this podcast for any length of time, you know that every year during October, we bring you horror pool halloween pool whatever you want to call it is where we celebrate everything that's spooky and terrifying that goes on in the world of pop culture and today's episode is no different for the first episode of this month we are going to be delving into a subgenre of horror that has hit its stride and is still producing films over and over this is the horror genre has always been um enticing to independent filmmakers and low-budget filmmakers for its ability to be able to use practical effects and to tell a great story using those practical effects. And the genre we're talking about today is the found footage genre of horror, which is very simple to pull off. All you need is a camera or two and a small core group of people and a story to go along with why your film had been found and, you know, what happened to the people there and give them a good story. Now, there have been plenty over the years. Um, the one that pr- brought all this light and created numerous copycats, of course, was the Blair Witch Project in 1999. That was made for $60,000. Just $60,000 and grossed over $248 million at the box office. With that kind of success, you know what happens. There was multiple, m- multiple, uh, many different copycats that came after it and found footage just found its footing after that. There was found footage films before this. I believe there was some in the sixties and seventies. Uh, but after the Blair Witch project took off and made so much money, all of a sudden it just became a, a huge genre, uh, subgenre in the horror community. And because again, like I said, all you had to do if you wanted to make this type of film was have a camera, maybe two cameras, and a small group. You didn't need a big cast, a big budget, or even a big location. You can go into the woods with two cameras, three people, and make a film. And that's what took off here. And that's the reason that it took off. So today we're going to be talking about six of my favorite found footage films. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why six? Why not five? Why not ten? Well, I chose six because after looking at all the ones I've seen, these six I really like, and I didn't want to eliminate any of them from it. You know, I couldn't decide. So it's my podcast, so I'm decided I'm going to go with six instead of five or four, ten or twenty or thirty or eighty or ninety. It, we'd be here a long time if you wanted me to pick ninety found footage films. Just think about that. I could ramble for 90 films, and I'm sparing you that and only giving you six. That's right. You're getting 84 less for the price of six. That makes no sense, I know, but we're moving on. We're going to talk about, they're, they're all different ones. They all have the distinction of being found footage, so they all are brought together in a certain bit. But all of these were predominantly around the 2013 time frame, between 2012 and 2014 besides one 
One came out before this, and that's the one we're going to start with because it's kind of apropos in the current climate that is going on um, with all the COVID-19s, all the shutdowns, all the people getting locked in. The quarantine has happened, and it is still going on for some people, so it would be only fitting that we start off a found footage movie list and again these are in no particular order i'm not going six to one i'm not going one to six these are just six random ones that i really enjoy and that i've watched over and over but we are talking about 2008's quarantine 2008's quarantine is actually a remake of a spanish film called record or rec rec that came out almost the same exact year it might have been a the 27th or 2007 but it was the same thing it's an exact remake the exact story except it's american fied with the jump scares they've added a lot more jump scares because that's what we've become accustomed to in the united states 2008's quarantine it revolves around a news crew that is doing a puff piece on the local fire department in their area, you know, they're going in, they're talking about sliding down the poles, what they do, you know, nothing's really happening when they get a call about an, uh, a problem going on at an apartment complex. So the news crew gets on, they think nothing of it, they think it's just a simple, you know, EMT going to pick them up when they get there, they find out that people are gravely ill, they're becoming um, they're become, they're losing their minds, they're becoming aggressive, we don't know what's going on. And then come to find out that they get quarantined by the local health department and the CDC. They're not allowed to leave through penalty of death. People are getting shot at for trying to leave. And it's them trying to figure out what's going on uh, as people are basically turning into zombies. This is a cool take because you get two different genres of horror. You're getting the found footage genre and you're getting a zombie movie, but it's a different take on a zombie movie. We're doing spoilers for all of this, guys. You know, I'm not going to spoil the entire film, but pretty much, I mean, these you've either seen, if you haven't seen, I'm going to try to keep it as vague as possible, but it's kind of hard to do without telling in this thing. So quarantine, uh, that ends up being that this is not like a normal strand of zombies. This is actually a mutated form of rabies that one of the residents of the um, apartment building had been mutating and trying to come up with. And he accidentally unleashes it into the complex with mutated rats having the uh, rabies gene in them. So you get our news crew as they fight trying to survive the night and just surviving this quarantine with this massive and aggressive form of rabies that is taking over the inhabitants. It's a it's a very fun film. I mean it's it's a like I said, it's a different take on a zombie film. The cameras is it's herky jerky. It's a darker film. It's you know, shot at night, they cut power, so you're getting night vision times. And you're getting a lot of running and screaming. I mean, what you come to expect in a found footage film. But this is on my top. I've watched it a hundred times. I know it didn't get a lot of love. And a lot of people say that it's not one of the better found footage films. But I really enjoy this simply because it's a different take on a zombie film. And zombies are, you know, they're always going to be big. And it just, it brings that aspect in. Now, speaking of zombies... You're going to like this kind of segue. The next film we're going to be talking about is 2013's The Frankenstein Theory. Yeah, you see how I went there? Zombies of Frankenstein? What's up? Um, if you look at it, this film 
is a Russian uh, United Kingdom hybrid film. It revolves around the story of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We all know the story of Frankenstein, how Frankenstein actually took a bunch of corpses, sewed them together, put in a brain, and regenerated a corpse to create life again. Well, we come to find out that this is all true. This wasn't a work of fiction. This really happened, except the person who did it wasn't Victor Frankenstein. His name was actually Valkenheim, um, and he was recruited by the Illuminati to try to regenerate dead tissue. They got into the work of eugenics, and Frankenstein was born. Well, we see his grandson trying to go and find the monster that is actually living in the wilds of Russia and the Arctic. He's trying to go and prove this and prove his his lineage and his grandfather's work was real and prove that, that Frankenstein's a real, in fact, a living being that has been actually murdering people out into the wild just to survive. This takes twists and turns. You get to see Frankenstein for a split second at the end. It's not really visible, but the whole aspect of this isn't wanting to see the monster. It's the whole suspense of of what's going on. It's the whole suspense of this story being true and being attacked by a monster that basically just wants to be left the fuck alone. And yet, people keep pushing and people keep trying to record him and grade him so this is you're getting that that story of frankenstein a real life true monster tale told through the story of a found footage film and it is a fun film that i really enjoyed um when i found this it was on netflix it was just one of them random nights when i was looking for a film to watch and i came across like, like this i'll give it a try i got enthralled with it and it's one of the better films. Now, I know a lot of people probably haven't even heard of this film, but I, anytime somebody talks about found footage or horror, I bring this up because I think it's a underrated film, and I think more people should check it out. Um, it, it just, it's just intriguing because we all know, the, like I said, we all know the story of Frankenstein. We all know that that iconic character, and this is bringing a new story to that, to to that lore of Frankenstein and it's done in the aspects of it being real and the monster being real and alive and to me that was really interesting and the fact that he's living in these cold climates and just trying to survive brings another aspect of a survivalness and a group trying to expose this monster for what it really is and just trying to prove lineage to prove that your family isn't crazy now speaking of crazy we're going on to my next film, which is 2013. See, I told you, it's all in this time frame. It's Devil's Pass. Um, a few people I know have actually seen this film, and some have liked it, some have not. This revolves around a group of five Oregon college students going to investigate the... Uh, okay, I'm going to screw this name up. You guys know I'm going to screw this name up. So let's just move on from it and stop laughing at me for screwing this name up. But it's the uh, Dyatlov, D-Y-A-T-L-O-V incident that happened in Russia. Basically, a group of people were in the mountains in the cold wilderness and they were up there and when their bodies were found, they were they were all dead some had been, looked like they had been ripped apart, had been fought. They had ripped out of the insides. None of them were dressed in the sub-zero climate, and they were running downhill as appeared as they were running from a beast. 
Um, there has been numerous conspiracies that they were running from a Sasquatch. Um, some said that they were possessed by demons. Some say they were tripping on drugs and just lost what was going on. Some say hypothermia caught them and they lost their minds. These college kids are going to go find out what happened. They take the same route. They go through the same um, places in Russia. They go up, and as they're camping, they're trying to figure things out. They find a bunker in the middle of a mountain, and as they're trying to, you know, what is this? What is it going to do? They don't want to tell anybody at first. The people that found it didn't want to tell them, the people that they're with. And that night, an avalanche happens. They run to try to escape. We see that there's Russian police officers and army trying to stop them, trying to uh, get rid of them because they're getting too close to what they're about to find. They go into the metal door in and they find a bunker that has been there since the World War I. Um, there's aspects of the Manhattan Project, which had to do with teleportation. There's mutated uh, zombie-like creatures in there that are trying to feast on them and feed on them. As they're running from the monsters... They find a portal, and with nowhere to go, they jump through the portal, and it takes them back in time, and they end up dead. Now, the thing about this that revolves, that was a little different from the uh, Dialtov, yes, I messed that up again, incident, was this said that there were two extra bodies found and a camera found that the government took and never acknowledged. We come to find out that when they jump through the portal, it ends up being them. Like, the, the two people that jumped to the portal were the two bodies found and the camera was found. So, while this film takes a average look, you know, it, it's, an, it's a normal film leading up to this part. You get suspense. You get these thriller aspects. You're wondering what's going to happen. When they go in the bunker, it takes a fucking left turn. And it just goes off the rails into a completely different type of movie that you would never expect. And we don't know why it's happening the way it's happening. I mean, it's just completely different than what the rest of the film and the tone of the film is. And I, I don't know if that, what, what made them go that route, if they just wanted the shock factor or the va shock value, but you know, it works. It works in the aspect of it because it, it makes you realize and leads you all back around to what they were originally talking about at the very beginning when they were talking about the extra bodies that were found. So it becomes a, it, it becomes a, it's like a circle, you know, it never ends, but it brings you back to what it is and it's full rounded and it's a enjoyable film. And I, I, this is one, another one of those Netflix finds that I found and it has been in rotation whenever I can find it because it is just, it's still intriguing to me and I find different stuff when I watch it, which I know people say that about a lot of things, but it's true about this and the incident itself, the dial talk, yes, I messed it up again. Incident is just a unique story in and of itself so to tie this into it, into something else that I enjoy, is just an all, it, it's an all-encompassing film that brings it around for me. Speaking of batshit crazy films that bring it around for me, we're next talking about 2012's VHS. VHS is a anthology found footage um, genre. It's spawned three or two sequels, VHS, VHS 2, and VHS 3 viral videos. And it's going to have a fourth one that they've announced this year that they're going to be in production at some point. This, again, is an anthology. Uh, each one tells uh, four to five different stories of 
just craziness. None of them are really connected besides the overall encompass of the film. VHS 1 revolves around a gang that makes videos online. They beat people up. You know, they... They push people down. They do stupid stunts. Somebody pays them to break into a house to steal a bunch of VHS tapes. They, of course, do it. They break in. They find a man that is an older man that is dead in front of a TV that has snow going on it. If you don't know what snow is, then I don't know what's wrong with you, but it basically means dead air. And they find VHS tapes everywhere. So as they're going through trying to find this specific tape that they're there for, they pop tapes into the VCR to try to see what they are, and you get the stories. The first one is about a succubus, a group of uh, three guys that go to a, a prom. One of them's wearing glasses that has a camera in it. They meet three girls. They take them back to our hotel you know, to try to have that prom night fun and party and end up meeting a succubus that murders every one of them except for one, which she ends up liking, and between fault, no fault of his own, his terror leads to his, what we can only assume is his demise, even though we really don't see him die. The second one is a couple on their honeymoon that is stalked at night, and they're videotaped, and they're messed with, they're robbed by this person in black that's messing with them when they're sleeping, and there is a twist ending to it. I don't want to give this one away, because it's a unique, unique little twist. The third one in the film is friends go camping and find out that they a year before a group had been killed by a killer. When the killer comes to attack them this time, you find that there's two different killers, but you never actually can see them. The tracking is always off, so you don't know if it's a, a supernatural being, if it's a paranormal, you know, alien, if it's a person, uh, what it is, it's it leaves it up to your imagination. It leaves that. It leaves it up to your mind to draw its own conclusion about what's going on. And the fourth one is about a video chat between a boyfriend and a girlfriend. The girlfriend has been having medical issues. Stuff is going on. It's happening to her. She doesn't remember. Come to find out, she's being an incubator for aliens, and they are actually messing with her body. And we find out that the boyfriend's actually involved because he's doing this for multiple people. It's a cute little short story, and I hate to use the word cute, but it's it's different and it's strange, and it just adds to the overall weird tone of this. The four and the fifth and final one is friends on Halloween night go to a party. They get the wrong house. They go into the attic and find what looks like an exorcism, as a group is basically beating and torturing this woman that they're saying is you know, possessed, um, they chase the guys out, the guys go up, they actually can, they actually release the girl, come to find out she is some kind of demon-possessed thing, and ends up getting the guys killed, it's a, so you're hitting aspects of murder, you're hitting aspects of stalking, you're hitting aspects of religion, and all of this, and as you hit these aspects, they they, they all come together in the overall story of these people looking for this one VHS tape with this dead guy who's, you know, laying there and we don't ever get the, of what all this means because it adds on to it, but that just adds to the excitement and that adds to the overall suspense of the film. And that's the reason I really love the VHS series of, uh, found footage films. Speaking of religious found footage films, the next one on my list is the sacrament. It is in 2013, again, all of these seem to be in this area, and this is based off the Jonestown 
um, murder incident, massacre cult, whatever you want to call it. Um, a Vice Media Group, which you know from Vice, Vice Land, they put on things like uh, like Dark Side of the Ring, and they do a lot of documentary stuff on YouTube. Um, one of the guys that work there is going to meet with, rekindle his relationship with his sister, who has moved to the rainforest in this place called Eden's Parish, run by this religious cult leader called Father, that, you know, they don't think it's a cult, they never do. They You can only get there by helicopter, they fly in. The scenery is beautiful. I don't know where they shot this at, but it, it just it's a beautiful place. They go there, and again, everything's not as it seems. As people start telling them, you know, that this is not a a good place, that it's not what it seems. They're trying to get them to get them off the island, and you know that they they want to go home, but they can't leave. And when this happens, it basically triggers the the mass suicide of them drinking cyanide laced Kool Aid. Um, you see multiple people drinking it and dying. You seeing people feeding it to their kids. You seeing people trying to get their kids out. It's suspenseful and it's got a religious undertone to it and a charismatic um, leader that you know in charge of all of it. And the fact that it's built around an actual media group vice makes it look like it could actually be real and it has a little bit more realistic to it. This is probably the more re- most realistic um, found footage film that is on my list here because this is seen one that could really happen and, and you know not saying the rest of them couldn't happen but well some of them couldn't but you know what I mean like this seems like something that might actually have happened and they got footage of it um it's a it, it, it's not a big known film again it was another Netflix thing that I found it only made $9,100 at the box office it wasn't a wide release or anything it wasn't like this was in you know theaters all across the country but I don't think a lot of people know this, and that's one reason that I like it. It's one of them lesser-known films that when people watch it that I've recommended it to, they really enjoyed it because it it gives a, a realistic punch in the face of what a cult is. It makes you feel like this is a real cult and what people go through when they're in this and trying to leave. So that, that plus the religious undertones give it that extra punch in the gut that really brings this film to light speaking of a religious undertone the next and final film on my six found footage list is as above so below from 2014 this is probably the the second widest release next to quarantine and the one people know the most um this is built around the catacombs in paris france and is also built around dante's inferno's seven circles of hell as friends go in to the catacombs and try to go into the secret parts of the catacombs that you know a normal tour doesn't take them as they do they get lost they get trapped and as they have to go deeper to try to get out as they go deeper they start reliving childhood tragedies they start finding people that have died you know they're having to come to grips with what has happened in their past their biggest fears and it all leads to a climactic um abandon all hope ye who enter here which is the inscription over the gates of hell doorway that leads down even farther into the abyss and this captured me because i'm not claustrophobic but you know we've all been in that spot where we've been somewhere that we always thought was a little too cramped and we just wanted more space this brings that aspect in it brings that 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 i can't breathe there's so much going on you know it's it's too it's too close it's too cramped aspect along with doing the religious undertones of dante's inferno and people having to actually come to grips with what they've dealt with and come to grips with what they have done in their life and you know people that have passed on and coming to grips with their fears 
it's it's a hard hitting film. And when I when I first saw it, I just thought it was really cool and really well done. It looks good. The catacombs look amazing. The catacombs have always intrigued me in Paris. You know, they say people get lost there all the time just leaving tour groups and these people knowingly are going into places that they're not supposed to be and just knowing that this is the real place and that I don't just say that this really happened but knowing that this is a real place and that things like this can happen where you can get lost in this place that is an underground maze of bones and skulls and concrete that has been there for you know years and years and centuries it's fascinating to me and this film hits all those aspects of it and it is a it's it's really enjoyable and this is one of the reasons I had to put it on this list if you haven't seen as above so below go see it you know look for it and watch it because if you like found footage films if you like um, hearing the history of you know architecture of the catacombs if you like if you're claustrophobic you know if you like to be scared this has a bunch of aspects that bring a film together and make it and done it it's done really well it made money again it's not it's not the most critically acclaimed a lot of people said it's kind of pedantic and pedestrian as film critics have said stop using big words that people don't understand even though i understand it let's not come on guys anyway that's my list of found footage films. That's six of them. Yes, I chose six again. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for enjoying. I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you enjoy the rest of October as we bring in more ghouls and goblins and talk about more spooky things that is coming up. Um, follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. Follow me on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. Wherever you listen to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Leave me a rating. Leave me a comment. Leave me a review. Tweet at me and let me know what you want to hear about, what you want me to talk about. If you have questions, I'll gladly answer them. Um, I love interacting with my fans. I love talking to all of you guys. And, you know, it's amazing how much you guys have supported me through the years so thank you for all that so thank you again for your love and support i cannot say it enough um again go hit that like button share the podcast subscribe to the podcast leave me comments leave me reviews it helps the podcast grow the more you can do that so that's nerd pool for this week until next time see ya